the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. Now gluten-free with no preservatives added. On Faith Talk Atlanta. Love it. It is the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Monday. Well, she's back. Pam Parrish. She's married to St. Steve. St. Steve not in the uh, studio. He's got a meeting. Uh, uh, oh, is that what he called? Yeah, a meeting. It's a meeting. You know, okay. one of those those I meetings. Mm-hmm. But, it's called uh, being at home without anyone else. Is uh, that all? Uh, nobody? So who is he meeting with is the question. <laughs> so there are no yeah. daughters at home? No, not right now. Hmm. Not right this, well, this he, like, hour. There's no one in the house. He's in heaven. Yes, he is. He's probably watching what he Meeting wants to with watch. Jesus and then <laughs> having some prayer time. Taking his little putter and putting around the house, <laughs> doing whatever he wants to do. Pam Parrish, author of three, count them, three devotionals, and founder and CEO of uh, Connections Homes. How are you? I am well. Staying busy. Wishing it would stop raining yes. in Atlanta. I didn't sign up to live in Seattle. I didn't either. Can I get an amen? I'm <laughs> amen. tired of the rain. Yes. Is it raining up there in the ranch where you live? Like, it is raining up there in the ranch. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have a pond at all? Or you do now? But well, we we have a couple you? now, but yeah. no, not normally. We don't have ponds. Yes, our chickens and dogs and cats are all trying to take cover mm. from the rain. It's so you muddy. really do have a farm then. You have like animals and we stuff. We do. We have chickens and barn cats and we have an outside dog and then an inside little queen. A, a queen, a not a dog, queen. but a queen. A little queen, yeah. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, let's do this. Uh, I just had just a senior moment. What was I going to say? You I, were going to mention uh, St. Steve Oh, St. Steve. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it is. St. Yeah. Steve, thank you, Decaffeinated Mormon Tabernacle Choir, mm-hmm. for recognizing that St. Steve is truly a Did saint. Did you want it every time we mentioned his yeah, name? Yes, so right? abso- absolutely. <laughs> okay. In fact, we'll just do that for the next, what, uh, 40 minutes yes. or so. All right, we, we figured that he's a saint because he lives, well, he has eight daughters mm-hmm. yeah. and a wife. And so chickens. That, so. and, yep, and dogs and, and dogs little and queen cats. dog, yeah. too. Yeah. How does he do that? He has a lot of meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the key to life? Is more oh, meetings? Wow. Life, life. I've got to go take this conference call, close the door. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. can you know, who knows? Maybe he's YouTubing a conference call and just turning the volume up <laughs> and could be. speaking every once in a while. What a great idea. I like that idea. <laughs> well, a man with that intelligence, you yeah. know he's doing something way beyond the what you and I would yes. even figure yes, to do. So, St. Steve not here. Maybe next time. Maybe yeah, next we'll try time to talk can, him into it next yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. We can start off with, uh, I think the last time we talked, of course, uh, the, the daughters, the adopted daughters, and your biological daughters, uh, your daughter, um, all in uh, one house. Remind us the ages. They're, are they varied? I mean, I know they're varied, but are they, is it like, uh, you know, wide, like young? It's and- not as wide as um, as you would think with eight. They're all between the ages of 23 and 28. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so I have to stare. We've got two, um, about two at each age bracket. Yeah. 
in wow. that. Our biological daughter, Kristen, is 24. Okay. Um, our oldest just turned 28 on Valentine's Day. Now, wow. is she out of college? Uh, your your biological daughter? She works for Connections Homes, yes. So oh, she okay. actually, yeah, she actually handles all of our youth programming and um, she builds a lot of systems. Her dad's um, really a technology thinker and she got that from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is actually working at Connections Homes. Cool. Well, good for her. And so uh, you've got the, the all the ladies there uh, around the house. So, all right, so let's go back just a little bit, and then we'll talk about the devotionals. version is picking up your devotionals, which we re- really want to get into. You've got three devotionals. Uh, let's see, one's going to be released when? So two will come out next week. Uh-huh. So the Ready or Not, which is the kind of just really for people who are considering foster care and adoption, or yeah. even if you've been in it and you really want to understand what is God's heart and calling, mm-hmm. um, that's ready or not. And then I have one called Battle Weary Parents, mm-hmm. which is just for those parents that are in the trenches with kids. I thought kids. that was genius. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, just with, you know, I'm, I'm probably a half a day from giving up because mm-hmm. I don't know if I can go any further. Nor a half a minute. <laughs> half a minute, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So um, Battle Weary and Ready or Not release next week. Okay. And then my third devotional is called The Gift, which mm-hmm. is a study through James chapter one on what God, his gift to us Mm -hmm. in foster care and adoption, which is um, spoiler alert to be more like him and in his image. So um, that one is going to release in like two and a half weeks on you version. And they're all seven to eight days. Awesome. Well, we'll dig into those in just a a second. So remind us why you and Steve decided to adopt seven daughters. First of all, we never made that decision. (laughs) There was never a moment where it was like, this is what we are going to do with our life. We uh, had one biological daughter. We moved to Atlanta in 2006 to be a part of Victory World Church in Norcross. And um, after we were both on staff there Mm -hmm. and after we had been here about six months, I learned about kids in foster care that Mm -hmm. were older that were in need of homes. So we decided to go in and adopt one daughter. Now, how did you find out? Did, did, did you see somebody in church or did you watch it on television? I actually saw a show on PBS on the Heart Gallery, which is a group of photographers who take photos of kids who are available for adoption, like hmm. professional photos. Mm-hmm. And um, it was talking about the statistics of kids available for adoption in um across the nation but specifically in georgia so i just walked out to the garage and told steve i was like hey did you know that there are older kids in foster care that need homes and so he was like well let's look into it and we went got all of our training we're licensed um, within six months and we adopted our first daughter heather who was the same um, age as Kristen, Mm -hmm. Um, and we were one and done we had no intention of adopting more. more right it's interesting how she just went out and said, Steve, this is what we need to do. And he said, yes. That's because what Steve what? is a saint. <laughs> a saint. Yeah. So he's pretty much, you could ask him pretty much anything. And pretty he would just much say, anything. Yeah, that's he why he's a saint. Yes. He's got yeah. a huge heart, doesn't yeah. he? Yes, he does. Yes. Actually, people, it's interesting because people tend to think that I'm the one that brought us on this journey into uh-huh. having all of our daughters. And I'm not. Mm. I mean. I was there for the journey, but most of the time when a situation came up where we learned of a kid or a young woman in need, it was him that said yes mm-hmm. first because he said, I remember at one point it was like our sixth daughter. Um, we were, we didn't have room in mm-hmm. our house. Like literally everybody had a room 
and we were going to have to start stacking them on top of each other. <laughs> and um, he said we had learned about one of our girls' stories, and he said, you know, I would rather give a kid a corner in my house and know that she has a family than mm-hmm. for her not to have anybody at all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love that. So, now, yeah. When you got the first one, how old was she? She was 11. 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so and so both daughters were 11. Yeah. And uh, adopting the older ones, uh, obviously you hear about people adopting babies, and, and but the older ones a lot of times get looked over. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah because people are scared. I mean, they're, they're, they think, well, they're going to be bad kids or mm. have have behaviors that I don't know how to handle. And, and truthfully, my kids had behaviors I didn't know how to handle. But with the Lord, which is why I have the devotionals, mm-hmm. and with a community of people around me, I learned there's, there's strategies for understanding the trauma and loss that these kids have gone through. And understanding how you can connect with them in the midst of that trauma and loss so that they can attach right. and can build bonds and can heal ultimately. Yeah. And and quite honestly, that's a high honor for mm. God to call you into uh, into brokenness. Yeah. And um, it, it exposes your brokenness along the way. And for him to call you there and use you as a vessel for healing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. Pam, Pam Parrish here. Uh, she's got uh, three devotionals, and we'll talk more about that. She's also the CEO and founder of uh, Connections Homes. Uh, really cool. So you saw this on PBS uh, specifically about Georgia kids. Uh, all these Georgia girls then? Yes. Um, all of my girls are pretty local to Georgia. I do have three of my daughters who um, have international heritage. I have a Ukrainian daughter. Mm-hmm. I have one daughter who's Cambodian and Filipina. I have one daughter who's Korean. Um, but they were all raised locally. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the logistics in I mean, you've got different cultures. Yeah. And you're meshing them all together. How did you do that successfully? Or is that still a work in progress? Well, it, I guess they're older now, so but it's been time. But how did you manage to, to do all that? Because I would assume, I mean, it would be a challenge to oh, do that. It was definitely a challenge, and I can't say we were always successful. I mean, I would I would say that we are still connected to all of our kids, and they love us, and they call us family. And if I say taco night, they all show up, <laughs> right? So, hey, I'll be there. So, I love tacos. Yeah, by that measure, I guess we were a success. But the day in and day out, oftentimes we failed. I mean, mm. many times we you know, just with the number of needs, and and girls just have needs anyway because yeah. you know we have emotions. Mm. Um, there what, wasn't what? The, what I, I had not noticed. Uh, <laughs> Dan's got two. I've got all boys. They're perfect. Yeah. So oh, there wasn't boy. there wasn't a day that went by in our house that there weren't tears mm. um, for many years. And from Steve. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That same Steve. <laughs> but. Um, it was hard, and it was a daily laying down of what I thought it should look like mm. for the acceptance of what it was like, mm-hmm. and and me stepping in and learning new things and really trying to meet our girls where they were in each moment, uh, whether that was learning to love Korean barbecue, which is my favorite I food love that. now, yeah, right? Good stuff, but I'd yeah. never had it before. To uh, you know, any number of things that that our girls brought into our life and and taught us along the way. So mm-hmm. I think how we did it is trying to take a posture of curiosity um, about our girls and their lives, and trying to take a posture of we we don't know half of what we need to know to do this really well. So we've got to learn every day. Yeah, and they were our greatest teachers. Hmm. Wow. That's huge. Um, 
I mean, that's a that's a huge step of faith. You were walking by faith. You know, we hear people they're walking by faith, but you really were. You guys were walking by faith. Mm-hmm. We're crawling by yeah. faith. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Saint Steve. Yes, he was about three or four feet walking right off the ground. Yeah, he just right there. there. Well, right let's do there. this. We need to take a break. We want to talk about those um, devotionals. And have you got an interesting uh, story that you posted on Facebook about a cross that you lost? And there it is. I want to talk about that. That was very, very touching. It's amazing. We'll be right back with Pam Parrish. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio. Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Monday. In the studio, Pam Parrish, author of three devotionals and founder and CEO of Connections Homes and married to a saint. Saint Steve, not here. He's doing business. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's doing. And he does it well. He has to. (laughs) Uh, So maybe someday we'll get to chat, chat with him. They live pretty close to me. I may go up for a Korean barbecue. That sounds I'll good. I'll just find yeah, out what I'll, I'll open the window and see if it's cooking, and then I'll be there. That'll be me knocking <laughs> at your door. We're going to talk more about what's going on uh, with her. It's an amazing story. Uh, one biological daughter and then decided to have seven, not all at one time, uh, but one right after the other, and it's a pretty amazing story. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. Meanwhile, speaking of women, Women in Ministry coming up May the 12th. See what I did there. I see Cobb what Energy did there. Center. Keynote speaker is Pam Jenkins. Uh, Worship by Jody Messina. We're pretty excited about that. Ladies are always excited to show up to Women in Ministry. And uh, ladies, do it now. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. There's uh, tickets with your names on it. So check it out. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. We broadcast the show there, and they take great pride in uh, kicking us out afterward (laughs) and not letting us stay and have lunch or anything. So, yeah, it's it's lots of fun. So we hope you will sign up for that. We were talking during the break. um, Right before the break, you said something uh, about um, how— how when you you know got the uh, adopted daughters it, things weren't as you planned as you had in your mind as and, and Rick used the word romanticized and and I think we do that we romanticize oh we're going to save these children and they're going to be so eternally grateful uh, things don't go as you think they might and something that would be great for parents is truthfully telling them hey it's not all going to be rosy and easy right right so um, in the break we were talking about how for us particularly we did have this image we had this this image that um, we were going to bring our first daughter along and she was just just going to join our family and become a part of us mm-hmm. and well at time at that time our biological daughter was 11 she was a straight a student loved to read our our family outings were to barnes and noble we would spend hours just sitting and being quiet. Well, when we um, adopted Heather, her profile said she loved to read, but the reality was she hated it. <laughs> so the first time we went to Barnes & Noble, she literally laid on the floor of Barnes & Noble and moaned and groaned until we left because it was literal torture yeah. to her, making yeah. her sit surrounded in these books. So that was that was a small, funny introduction to kind of what it was going to look like and understanding that our idea of what our family was going to look like was not the truth of what it was going to look like as we brought all of these varying histories, all of these varying personalities mm-hmm. into our home. And the biggest mistakes that we made as parents was trying to force our idea of family on our kids yeah. instead of meeting them where they were and just letting them be. 
because hmm. we had an idea of what this was supposed to look like. So it gets us into um, the the cause of failure in a lot of foster and adoptive families um, is just exactly that, that hmm. the reality of the journey doesn't look like the expectations mm. um, for the journey. I was going to say, that's probably something, I would assume that that's something common, but you just answered the question in my head. So this is something that's been going on some time. So would you say that this is the where you got the idea? To, uh, one of the devotionals is specifically for parents that are just, just tired yeah. uh, to encourage them. Yeah, so... Um, the second devotion I, I wrote was called Battle Weary Parents. Yeah. And um, that devotional is 30 days just for parents that are in the trenches and they feel like any day they're just not going to be able to handle anymore. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that um, not to address a bigger issue, but to address my own issue because mm-hmm. I was tired and I was worn out. And I literally, when the Lord told me to write Battle Weary Parents, I remember very many times begging him for it to be a 10-day devotional or a 15-day <laughs> devotional um, because I was having to live these moments yeah. of just reaching the end of my human capacity and having to depend on his strength, which mm. is exactly where he wants us because it's in my weakness that he's made strong, but that's not a comfortable place to be. No. And it's a place that, that makes you very battle-weary, very tired, ready to quit the war, ready to go back to what is normal. And I had I heard a speaker one time say, normal is just a setting on your washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never forgotten it because it's so true. So, yeah, um, that's what battle-weary parent is written for because I literally— um, survived on my knees in prayer for many years in parenting my kids, and they're wonderful. But it was it was just super hard, and I didn't have all the answers. It wasn't an easy fix to fix what was going on, and many times I just felt helpless. Mm-hmm. And how powerful for uh, adoptive and foster parents, because when when you have it in your mind, this is not my biological child. Uh, unfortunately, probably the human side of us is, well, I'll just give them back if mm-hmm. it's not working out. And, and I hate to say that, but probably it's easy for the enemy to go, well, just give up and just give them back. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want. Uh, not what the child wants, but that's what the enemy would want, right? Yeah, absolutely. I said, when we first started the adoption and foster care journey, um, our first daughter, Heather, when we went to um, our first meeting with her, the first time we were ever going to meet her in person, she walked right by us knowing we were there and totally ignored us. Wow. She did not. She made it very clear she did not want to be adopted. She did not want a family. But at her age, at 12, she she didn't have a choice. And that's yeah. the sad part about it. She didn't right. have a choice. So we had already made a commitment that we weren't used car shopping. That we weren't going to go meet a kid and say we're looking to see if if you might be someone we want to adopt. Mm -hmm. That when we met a kid in person, face-to-face, that was going to be our our daughter. And just like our biological daughter, there's nobody to give her to, even though she also has had her moments where I'll be like, okay, who can I give this kid (laughs) to, right? Um, But there's nobody to give her to, no matter how hard it gets. Um, That's how we approached each of our daughters that came into our family, that they're ours this is a covenant. It's mm. not a contract mm. between me and the state. It's a covenant between me and God. Mm. Yeah. And mm. that's how we approached it. Mm. Pam Parrish, she's talking about the devotional. She has three, but this one, Battle-Weary Parent, <laughs> a 30-day devotional for parents who are really struggling with staying in the game. Now, if it had been Steve writing, it would have been a 90-day devotional. <laughs> so you did. 
Saint Steve. It, it would is. have been a ninety-second motion. <laughs> he does it right. Now the truth comes. It's out. interesting because you said you wanted you you told the Lord you said I want a ten-day devotional, mm. but a thirty-day is perfect. So when you decided. Uh, which came first, the the notes first or the call to write the devotional? Remind me, was it? So the- in the the first devotional, um, the all the topics, literally the Lord woke me up. There's a story behind that. But the Lord woke me up at five o'clock in the morning. He gave me all 30 days of ready or not. Hmm. And I, I wrote it down on one piece of paper. And the devotional that came out of that is is very true to the original content. The second one, Battle Weary Parent, came out of my own heart cry before the Lord and my own journaling. And then the Lord said, I want you to put this in devotional form. And I really felt like it, you know, it was something I needed to do. Mm. So it came as I was walking it out. When I say I had to live all 30 days of this, I, I literally mean like every day was, was a heart cry before the Lord and a moment that he intervened um, when I wanted to give up. So one of the days is, you can't do this alone. And I remember very vividly, it was a Thanksgiving day and I was driving and we had several of our girls in just serious crisis at the moment. And I was crying out to the Lord, literally crying and, and having one of those talks with God that sometimes we have mm-hmm. where I was just blatantly honest. And I said, you can't ask this of me. You can't ask any more of me than this. I can't do it. And I remember very gently the Holy Spirit asking me, first of all, what did, what did I give for you? Mm-hmm. And he gave Ouch. his only son. So Ouch. I, I say it jokingly all the time that God is the worst um, person you can invite to your pity party. <laughs> yeah. Because he comes in Very and turns true. over tables yeah. and stuff. But I got home and I crawled into bed. And, and up until that point, a lot of people didn't know the, the depths of what were, was going on mm-hmm. in our family and with some of our girls. So I called three friends. And I said, I I told each of them the whole story. And I said, I'm telling you this because I'm pretty angry right now. And I don't have the words to pray. Um, I need prayer for our family because all I have energy to do is to get up tomorrow and be a mom. Mm. And, And just showing up as mom is all I have. So I need you to cover my family. And for months, those three friends surrounded us, surrounded me. And just covered our family and checked in and, and and sent scriptures. So it was moments like that where it was like a very real thing that I that I lived through. And the Lord taught me that I can't hold it all and that I need to bring people in. Because sometimes the behaviors or the situations or whatever is just back to that romanticized image. Mm-hmm. I want people to see me when I become a foster parent or adoptive parent as doing something good in the world. And they have to see it be successful because mm-hmm. otherwise other people might not foster and adopt. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure yeah. mm-hmm. to put on mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And we do that unintentionally. And God taught me through the process that it's not up to me to be the example to call other people. That's me being God. Yeah. It's up to me to be faithful where he's called me yeah. and being obedient. So he's he's more than capable of calling someone to be a foster or adoptive parent. He does not need my help. Mm. Yeah. You used the word depth, and I had thought, uh, you know, as you were going through this, and it's easy for me to say because I'm looking from the outside in, but it's not that the first one was shallow, but the second one needed so much depth and rawness. Otherwise, the people that are already going through this, it's like, 
Well, this is just a devotional. This is not helping me at all. Mm. But right. through your pain, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, she knows where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And I can take that and go on because she did. Mm-hmm. And I know that wasn't your intention in the beginning. You're just being obedient mm-hmm. and surviving. But it's amazing that, and remind me when this one will be out. Now, this is the uh, Battle Weary Parent. It's yeah. not out yet, right? Well, the 30-day devotional is out on Amazon. All okay. three of my books are published. Oh, they're done. Okay. Yeah. But the U version, U version. Okay. Um, versions of them, uh, Ready or Not and Battle Weary, will be available next week. Okay. And then in about two and a half weeks, the gift will be available in U version. Have you had response from... Uh, any of them, or specifically the battle weary one? I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, when I posted, if uh, you you went and looked at my Facebook, I posted the other day that I was formatting b- battle weary for you version. I, p- I posted a status about it, and somebody commented, even on there, that they don't even have foster and adoptive kids, and they keep a copy of battle weary and have given so many of them away mm. because it's just really helped them in yeah. their journey. So. I get feedback all the time. There's a, a big conference that I do every year, and I take copies of all three of my books, and Battle Weary is always the one that sells out, mm-hmm. um, even though it's there every year, because there's so many parents that are there, even even with your natural children, mm-hmm. that you're just like, I don't know where this is coming from or why we're having to walk through this. I know I need God, and um, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just really tired. So Battle Weary has really kind of just struck a chord with those parents to help them stay in the game, to help mm-hmm. them remember that this is a spiritual warfare yeah. that we're in. And any time during that 30 days, did God say, let's make it 365 <laughs> days? Oh, damn, <laughs> do not speak that. <laughs> or a five-year plan. <laughs> no. Let's do it again. <laughs> I'm sure St. Steve could do that. I'm sure huh? he could, yes. <laughs> not even blank. Pam Parrish here, author of three devotionals and founder and CEO of Connections Homes. We're going to talk more about the devotionals uh, being on version, which is really, really cool. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk. Right here from the palatial 7th Floor Studios in Buckhead, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it is the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Monday. Great time with Pam Parrish here, author of Three Devotionals and founder and CEO of Connections Homes. We're going to get into a really special story here in a second. And uh, get your tissues out because it's uh, one of those you're going to need. And we're going to get into the devotionals being a part of you version here pretty soon. And I, I think that's really, really huge. That got my attention. I said, we got to get her back yeah. on the show. Let's do this first, though. If you'll check out our website, faithtalkatlanta.com, you'll find out more about our Faith and Family Now blog. You'll find out, of course, about Women in Ministry coming up May the 12th, the Deeper Faith Cruise. Dr. Youssef's book is coming out as well, Saving Christianity pre-order book. You can do that. Faith Talk, uh, The link is there, faithtalkatlanta.com or ltw. .org. All right. Uh, so there's a special story about the cross that you're wearing around your neck today. Yeah. Uh, and especially very special because you, you just found it. Mm-hmm. It was lost and now it's found. Exactly. Tell us the story. So uh, my dad passed in 2015 and it was a really, it was a quick three month journey with cancer of, mm-hmm. of finding out that that he had stage four cancer and then just mm-hmm. losing him three months later. And um. You know, when you lose anybody that you care about, anything that reminds you of them becomes Mm -hmm. extra special. Right. But he had this necklace and it's a solid gold cross, um, solid gold gold chain. And when he gave it to me about a month before he passed, 
he pulled me into his bedroom and he said, I bought this. I probably spent way too much money on it, but it's really special for, to me and I, I want you to have it because I know that you will wear it and you will love it. Hmm. Well, especially for the first year, I wore it every day and most of the time you could find my hand just making its way to mm-hmm. the cross to hold it mm-hmm. because it was a connection point with my dad and and over the course of time i wore it very regularly well i came back last year about a year ago actually it was about march and from a trip and i couldn't find it i couldn't find it anywhere mm-hmm. i searched my purses i searched crevices and suitcases couches chairs my house got the best spring cleaning (laughs) ever Um, but it didn't turn up and I prayed about it and I said Lord I I really need to find my necklace will you help me find my necklace well nothing Um, and in the course of a year every once in a while I will remind God in prayer like God I, I, I know that it's just a necklace and in the scheme of eternity it's not that important it's a thing but I really would love to have it. It means a lot to me because it's the the last gift that my dad mm-hmm. gave me mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. And um, just every once in a while, I'll remind him, well, this weekend I was cleaning um, my dresser. I was moving some things around and there was a crack near the mirror where the mirror attaches to the dresser. And I saw the chain mm-hmm. um, and it's a unique chain. It's silver and gold with little beads on it. So I don't have any other necklace with a chain like that. And immediately I knew that it was my dad's next. I'm trying not to cry. Uh, y'all asked me about this story. Um, but um, I, I did. I picked it up and I cried for about 10 minutes yeah. because it just reminded me that God sees me mm-hmm. and he sees that it, it, insignificant thing in the scheme of everything that's going on on this planet. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the fact that I've lost this necklace he sees it mm. and he was faithful to bring it back to me and allow me to find it. And so I wow. just um, it was a, it was a good moment. Probably cool. much like uh, your girls as they were growing up, losing something special, saying mom and dad lost blank. That you know, you tear the house, the house apart mm-hmm. just to try to find it. Yeah. yeah. That and- is such a cool story because it does paint a picture of God. I mean, I, I know God loves us intimately. But that's a real picture of him loving you intimately. Yeah. That he would point that thing. You, know, you could have said, what took you so long? <laughs> you know, but thank God it wasn't like on your trip. You lost it on your trip and right. a, on a bus somewhere. It was or gone something. forever. Yeah. It was there. It was there all along. And he knew at some point that he would bring it into my vision mm. and that I would find it again. Um, and, and honestly, up until then, maybe it was a little bit about, about me learning to let go and mm. learning to trust and, and just say, God, it's okay if I never find it. it yeah. It's it's okay if I don't have that thing. Um, I would like it, but it's okay. And how many times in our journey with the Lord are there things that we really want? Um, and maybe maybe God's never going to allow us to have that thing, or maybe it's not time for it. And just maturity in Christ says, mm. learn, learning to say, it's, I'm okay yeah. where I am, and it's okay. You know, you're talking about a lot of hard stuff here, uh, and we'll just change the saint to uh, St. Pam. What do <laughs> you think? Pam, yes. We'll call it St. Pam now. No, seriously. I mean, this is, this is hard stuff. This is growing up stuff yeah. that you're talking about here. Pam Parrish, we're talking about uh, a lot of things, but her three devotionals, Ready or Not, Battle Weary Parent, and The Gift is going on you version when? Um, in two weeks, well, next week for Ready or Not and Battle Weary Parents, and then in about two and a half weeks for The Gift. That was a huge honor because mm. you have to be invited to um, put your content on version. There's a lot of things on there 
Um, but one of the areas they're trying to grow is the foster and adoptive content. Mm-hmm. And so it was a huge honor to um, have the opportunity to do that. And it came through a friend of mine, Peter Greer from Hope International, who um, has published some things on Uversion. He kind of uh, advocated mm-hmm. on my behalf and uh, made them aware of the content that I have. So they invited me. Now, Uversion is a free app, right? Yes. If I remember correctly, I used to have it on my old phone. I haven't put it on this one yet. Now I got to do it and put it on there. So it's a, a free app that you can find. I know I had all the versions of the Bible. That's why I put put it on there. Mm-hmm. But it also has books and probably audio, too, if I remember correctly. There's right? some video content. I love version. Um, it's like you said, it's free. Yeah. Um, every version of the Bible is available on there. They have commentary available. They also have all of these reading plans, which is essentially what my devotions are going to yeah. become. So yeah, they're yeah. anywhere from three to seven, eight days of reading plans that you can do on any topic. If you're looking for marriage advice, if you're looking for advice on suffering, if you're looking for faith or whatever, um, they also have some video content. They have some really cool um, videos. Um, the Bible Project, I think, is who did it, of um, explaining the Bible. So mm. if you just mm. want to understand what what is Leviticus and why is it important for me to read all of this, <laughs> um, you, can, you can watch the video of the overview and it really helps you to understand the totality of the Bible and the fact that it is a love letter to humanity mm. from God. It's so cool that he's going to be, that he's going to use you and everything that he's brought you through uh, to, to really bless other parents and help them to stay in the fight and, and, make a huge difference for these foster and adoptive kids that uh, a, lot, a lot of times don't get the love that they so so richly want and need. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he's a father to the fatherless, mm-hmm. um, and that's what he's called us into. Yeah. Thanks for doing the hard stuff. Yeah. You and St. Steve. <laughs> Appreciate that. St. Pam and St. Steve. <laughs> Seriously. They're both saints. I mean, you guys you. are amazing. You can find out more about uh, Pam, the connectionshomes.org. How else can they follow you? And of course, download Get you version and yeah, the download version. the stuff and read that. But wh- where else? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. I, don't, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> um, I am also on LinkedIn, and most everything is just Pam Parrish with one R. All right. All right we got to have you back. Uh, what a great show. And uh, tomorrow we've got a great one. Juan DeVivo from Casting Crowns. Right. Or is it Mercy Me? I can't remember. It's Casting Crowns. <laughs> and he's bringing Melody with him. So it'll be, oh, he that, is. Yes, he That's going to be amazing. Have a great Monday, everybody. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See you.